What's up, world? Welcome to the Dig on Doug podcast. I'm your host, Doug, and I'm going to be bringing you episodes all about having fun, real, and deep conversations. So I hope you enjoy, and let's get digging. What's up? What's up, diggers? Welcome to another episode of the Dig on Doug podcast. Love to have you here today. I got a dear friend of mine, a uh, East Coast brother. Uh, we on opposite coast right now. He repping uh, them Steelers. I'm not on the East Coast, on the West Coast, but you know, Philly gang, like we still doing our thing. Uh, my boy, Fred. What's up, Fred? Hey, my brother, my brother. What's going on? How's everybody doing? I hope everybody is doing well. I hope you are doing well, good sir. Oh, man, I'm doing good. I, I appreciate it, man. Uh, really excited to have you on the podcast today, um, man. Ever since I've met you, we've known each other, what, two years now? or yeah. It's been two years. Two yeah. years, but it feels like longer. Uh, we connected uh, through the Circle of Change uh, Leadership Conference uh, two years ago down in SoCal. And uh, the first time I met you, man, like I just knew there was something different about you. There was this energy about like just positivity, creativity, leadership. Mm. And I was like, man, this guy Fred is like, Okay, he gonna, he gonna have to make me, uh, as they say, put a little extra in my backpack and get going. Um, so so really, really appreciate that, man. So go ahead and tell the people um, a little bit about yourself uh, before we get into what we're gonna uh, chop it up about today. Definitely, but before I do that, it's funny that you mentioned that because literally I was thinking the same thing. The moment that I met you, I was just like, yeah, like that's definitely somebody who I can connect with, like our energies connect. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, like, he's like really like like a big bro of mine, you know? And I, mm-hmm. the reason why I call you big bro is because I know you're older than me, but yeah. the thing is, it's like, you got that wisdom and you really you really can not only like motivate me, but challenge me to do better. So, you know, definitely wanted to give you your props, man. man. Um, Ever since I had made that quote, you know, find your dream team, elevate your dream team. And I, I've like really connected with like you and uh, various other people in my, in my life. So definitely, mm-hmm. I appreciate you. Man, I appreciate the kind words, man. Uh, No problem, man. But a little bit about me. Uh, I'm born and raised in Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, PA. So, you know, I'm a Steelers fan to and through. The the, the East Coast, the East Coast, Pittsburgh, because we got a Pittsburgh out here, too. So, oh, word. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, and and I'm I'm not too far from uh, the Pittsburgh. We just don't have the H in it, I think. So, got you. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's so funny. Like, a lot of people would spell, our Pittsburgh without the H. Yeah. And it's like, nah, it's got an H. Yeah, so that's the way that the West Coast one is the one without the H. Got you. So Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, (laughs) and the East Coast, you know, so, um, but yeah, born and raised there. So of course, I'm a Stiller fan because that's all the environment that I have grown up in was Stiller Station. That's actually one of like my first, that was my first job. I was 16. Mm. And that's when they first opened up Heinz Field. And my football coach um, was just like, yo, you, you want a job? And I was just like, sure, definitely. Mind you, it, I mean, it was a job. It was a dirty job. We were picking up trash and sweeping everything. Mm-hmm. But I, I had my routine, you know, during, during like the little, the, 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 the pre-game part where the pre-session and they're stretching and everything. Yeah. I sweep, you know, I do mm-hmm. my job. I'm the best sweeper and best trash picker that you'll ever see. <laughs> But during the games, I find my little hiding space and I'm locked into the game. <laughs> I'm locked in. <laughs> and I, I keep my I keep my walkie-talkie on my hip just in case mm-hmm. I hear like where's Fred? And then I run out and just make sure that I'm seen some kind of yeah. way. But um something about me, man, I am what you call a walking example of resiliency. Mm. I've been through so much in my life where, you know, I I feel as though that it was for this very reason to where I can be able to utilize my experiences and the things that I've been through in order to motivate, coach, enlighten, or enhance the life of someone else. Mm -hmm. And even still to this day, I am just getting hit left and right. However, I'm still standing because yeah. tough times don't last, but tough people do. Mm-hmm. And the various things that I've been through, whether it be like my depression or whether it be, you know, me thinking that everybody is against me, mm-hmm. those types of things, or, you know, things may not go my way or a goal that I have set for myself, I haven't accomplished yet. Those types of things builds my character, builds yeah. my strength. And that's why I am the way that I am today. I mean, mm-hmm. 
I'm super positive because it was a time of my life where I wasn't so positive. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I embrace people because it was a time of my life where I really didn't care too much about people. Mm-hmm. So that, that's in a sense, I mean, I could go on and on and on <laughs> talking about me, my life and my experiences, but you kind of get a glimpse of who I am. You know, I got a bachelor's and a master's degree from Edinburgh University in Edinburgh, Pennsylvania. And man, I, I, one day I am definitely inspiring, uh, inspired to uh, get my PhD soon. Okay. All right, man. Yeah, definitely appreciate that. Uh, something that stuck out to me in that was uh, what you said, like in my, <clears throat> the way I took it in, um, I used to have this quote on one of my computer screens at work and it said, um, a, a, a calm sea never made a tested sailor. And so it's really the the level to really say that you're a sailor, like you really got to go through some stuff on that ocean. Like, you know, there got to be some times when you were like, oh, I don't know if I made it. Um, you know, that storm hit in and you like got to really bunker down and learn because if everything's smooth, then it's like, okay, well, you just went for a boat ride. Like you right. literally just, you just went for a boat ride. <laughs> and so when, when I connected with you uh, last week to like, you know, have you on a podcast and everything, um, it was definitely on this notion of, uh, I, me and you in a, agree with this, you know, me versus me. Um, mm. the, the ultimate battle in life is me versus me. And I know that's part of like your campaign. Uh, you got t-shirts and stuff out there. Um, talk about the me versus me, the ultimate battle, what we've had conversations and stuff about before. Definitely. Um, when it comes to the me versus me, and that's, that's stemmed from when I was battling with the depression. When I was battling with the depression, there were so many things that was just recording in my mind that kept playing out, you're worthless. Mm-hmm. And so when it came time to it, it was just like, I really had to buckle down and tell myself, like, I don't want to feel like this. Because like I said, like our mind is the most powerful weapons that we have. Prime example, you think to yourself, like, yo, I'm, I'm really hungry and your stomach start growling, or you think to yourself, like, you know, I'm kind of tired, <sighs> and you start yawning, and, <laughs> you know, it, it all starts within our minds, and mm-hmm. the most crippling thing that, you know, we can do to ourselves is listen to the noise during idle times, and, and with that noise, that noise being all that negativity, because yeah. that, the negative things, and it's so funny how in a sense, like the devil can play tricks on you and, and, and put things in your mind during stressful times in your life. Mm-hmm. So that moment where you're dealing with that stress, you get that idle time and there goes that noise. There goes that recording. You're not going to make it. Yeah. Yes, you're worthless. No one loves you. Your own father don't love you. And like said, so like those are the types of things I was kind of like playing in my mind at that mm-hmm. time. It was just like, you know, your old father walked across the street when he saw you. So what makes you think other people are going to like you? People mm-hmm. use you, you know, nice guys finish last. Yeah. And you're a nice guy. So get used to last place. Like mm-hmm. those are the types of things that was playing in my mind. And so when it comes to me versus me, it was that negative noise. That's me. But then that positive reinforcement in order to get me out of that dark place, that's me as well. Mm-hmm. So when I said to myself, like, it's time for me to buckle down and it's time for me to get real. It's time for me to like, literally like get out of this funk. That's when I decided to go in the mirror and repeat a quote that my mentor had said to me when I was just 13 years old. I was born at the right time. I was born in the right place. I was born in the right race. I was born in the right family. And I'm not a mistake. I have a purpose. And I had to keep saying that to myself over and over and over and over until I felt better. So when it comes to me versus me, it's an ongoing battle within ourselves because your best friend, your biggest competitor, your worst enemy, that someone can tell you to keep going or someone who will tell you to stop is ourselves. Man. Can can you hit them one more time with 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 the with the lines and affirmations that your your mentor gave you? Just one more time. Yes, I was born at the right time. I was born in the right place. I was born in the right race. I was born in the right family, and I'm not a mistake. 
I have a purpose. Man. So I, how it goes is I, I wait until the end to say I have a purpose. And then I'll say it three times and I got to see, woo, Doug, you give me hype. <laughs> give me hype. So I was born at the right time. I was born in the right place. I was born in the right race. I was born in the right family. And I'm not a mistake. I was born at the right time. I was born in the right place. I was born in the right race. I was born in the right family. And I'm not a mistake. I was born at the right time. I was born in the right place. I was born in the right race. I was born in the right family. And I'm not a mistake. I have a purpose. So like those affirmations, mm -hmm. saying those affirmations to yourself, letting you know like I'm here and I'm here to stay. And I have a reason why I'm here. And the reason why I'm here is to make a positive impact. And the reason why I'm here is to set this world on fire because I am amazing. I am unique. I have that wonderful thing in me that's going to literally just spark a change in someone else. Woo! Uh, gotta hit him with that <laughs> Ric Flair woo. Like, we doing this on Zoom, y'all, and, like, Fred, like, camera screen is, like, shaking. Like, he's passionate right now. Yeah, man. So, um, <laughs> I mean, he, this, is, this is what he does. He, he, he does all this stuff. And so you, you touched on a lot of stuff. And so um, one of the places I want to start is uh, environment. Environment is so huge into, into our makeup. You know, you always hear that uh, battle of uh, – uh, nature versus nurture and and what that means and so I know for myself uh, my environment I remember feeling those things of like man like having that moment of like oh what would what would this world be like if I wasn't born um, I'm not good enough um, nobody likes me definitely the nice guys finish last thing and battling all that stuff and having to come through that um, what what has been and you touched on a little bit of it, what has been what what are what were the makeups of your environment that like really got you to those points that make those voices and everything uh, come up? My fear of rejection mm -hmm. and being rejected. Um, I was the guy that I didn't know what love meant. Yeah. I didn't know, I didn't know what it was like to, to, to be loved. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I was the guy in the back of the class that, that wanted to be popular and I would do all types of things just to get noticed. Yeah. Um, you know, I think those were the types of things that kind of made my makeup mm -hmm. and not having the, I guess you can say the, the foundation, the solid foundation within a family that my peers would have. Yeah. Or, I, I, I always wished, and don't get me wrong, you know, I, I, I forgave my father before, you know, he left this earth, but there was a time where I resented my father because he wasn't there. Mm -hmm. He wasn't there. And, and being a black man, I needed that. I needed yeah. that. I was raised by three women, three marvelous, strong women, mm -hmm. my grandmother, my mother, and my sister. Like, they were literally like, my foundation yeah but the thing the thing is is neither one of them can teach me how to be a man mm -hmm. neither one of them can teach me or give me the tools that i needed in order for me to be a success yeah as a man and as a black man at that and being in a country where you're already looked at with a disadvantage because of the color of your skin mm -hmm. so you know being in the environment where i feared rejection and I got that rejection every single time. Yeah. That kind of enabled that, that thought process. Mm -hmm. You know, um, your, your environment plays a lot on your thinking. And, and even in the things that you're putting into your body and your environment. So that the, the, the movies you watch, yeah. the things you read, what you see on social media, like, those kind of things. So whenever I'm in a funk, I don't, I don't go on social media really mm -hmm. because everything on social media is a, is a mirage. Yeah. Everything on social media is perfect. Everything on social media is just the life that everyone wished they had. Mm -hmm. So what I try to do is I try to, you know, re reinforce myself and realign myself with a lot of positive things and things that's really going to help me get out of my funk things yeah. that's really going to help me get out of the hole that i'm in and when i mean not that hole that dark hole mm -hmm. where it's nothing but just negative 
negative thoughts, yeah. negative things that's like literally just hitting you. So your environment plays a lot. Your past, the things that you put into your body, the food you mm -hmm. eat, the social media and the things that you read. And just like literally, I, I really play, I really feel as though that's a, that's a big part. But keeping that in the back of your mind and knowing that I got through that mm -hmm. can help you pretty much, you know, stay, stay on course. Yeah. No, nah, man, that, that environment is, is definitely huge in making up our makeup. I mean, I, for myself, I was the middle child and, and the typical mm -hmm. historical view of a middle child is you disappear. And I had that mm -hmm. and, you know, not having really, uh, affection and everything from my mom growing up my mom was a single mom my, my my father passed away when i was six and so not having that connection um losing my my grandmother who was a huge influence in my life when i was about 12 and her going into the hospital that eventually led to her her death um the day before my birthday or actually mm -hmm. on my birthday and that hitting me and everything and so there was a long time i didn't i didn't care about me like doug like i live but i didn't care about doug honestly like i I did things, I had fun, like all of that stuff was there. Um, but I didn't like, like really strive for things. Um, like, especially in my like middle school years and high school years, I didn't really strive. I didn't strive for stuff until like later in life when my environment really changed. Um, right. And it's, it's this moment of comfortable that we get into where we're just, in a sense, we, we give up or we're just, and not even maybe necessarily give up, but we're like, okay, this is what it's going to be. And I just put my hat on and I get my tunnel vision and I just live. And I remember definitely living, not even living, existing. And I always say this thing about existing compared to living and, and what those two different dynamics are. And, and I really feel like it comes into that, that love and understanding of when you just get comfortable. And mm. one of my, one of my things I say is you, you can't grow when you're comfortable, like you can't is there's, there's no way to grow when you when you're when you're comfortable when you're when you're chilling people in bed and like you get all warm and toasty you're not gonna learn nothing like there's, there's nothing's gonna happen from that it's right. like and we've worked we both worked in education you hear it and we've we've done education ourselves it's so hard to study at home yeah. you're studying you're learning so it's rare when i actually did homework and stuff at home i stayed at school I like went to that library and got that hard rickety wood chair. Mm -hmm. um, you just gotta, but you gotta get out of that comfort. So um, what was comfortable in those moments? What were, what did comfort look like for you in those moments when you were really trying to figure out who you are um, and you were just like, I'm just here, this is Fred. I would say the moments where I didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. The moments where I, I lacked ambition, um, those moments where I would use toxic things like alcohol mm -hmm. as, as a crutch. Yeah. Um, that was, that alcohol was my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. That pretty much eased the pain. It put a yeah. Band-Aid on the wound, but it didn't necessarily wound, uh, heal the wound. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't. I didn't put neurospinal. I didn't put peroxide <laughs> on the wound. I just put a band aid on it. Mm -hmm. And and I think when it came to like just watching TV or or drinking, yeah. that right there became that was my blanket. Mm -hmm. That was my blanket. And you know, it it's funny that you had said that quote because my quote uncomfortable like those uncomfortable moments is if you're comfortable, you're not challenged. Mm -hmm. And if you're not challenged, you're not growing. Yeah. So, you know, when I was comfortable, I wasn't growing. Mm -hmm. I stayed stagnant. Yeah. I stayed stagnant. And, and in those times is when that, that's that idle time. Mm -hmm. So it's when those negative things will come into play. Yeah. You know, and that that right there, and then within my self discovery, I, I found out that that moment where I'm comfortable, I'm not growing. Yeah, I'm not growing, and I'm gonna continue to challenge myself so that I can learn. Mm -hmm. You know the saying that there are no losses, there's only lessons. Yeah, that's that's the only L you should be taking. 
that's how I think now. I think to that. I think now. All right, what's the lesson behind this? Mm-hmm. What can I learn from this situation? Why did this happen? And what can I learn from it? Yeah. Teachable moments. There's a teachable moment in everything. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's definitely huge. And, and it's similar to yourself, like you said, you went to liquor. Like for me, and I didn't really associate this until like later in life, but for me, it was food. Like food mm. was like a huge comfort for me and just eating and stuff. And I didn't really know that I was eating to stuff stuff down and not deal with stuff. And 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 that has been a, a story of my life and everything, man. And that's that's been huge. Like I And we all have our vices. And that's the thing, like a lot of people... Like one of the things I hope when people listen to this is 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 a bunch of stuff, but also know this: don't try to separate your vices from somebody else. Mm. More so, connecting those vices because we all run to something. We all run to something to escape. It could be literally you could be having an argument with somebody, and your 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 vice. Oh, I'm gonna go work out. I'm gonna go run. As healthy as that could be, it's still a vice for you not to deal with what's really going on. Right. Maybe maybe you run to the bottle. Maybe you run to the weed. You run to food. You run to sex and all of that stuff. All the different stuff that's out there of what we glorify as the thing of like, oh, that's a bad vice. Anything can be a bad vice if you're escaping what you're really feeling and what you're really dealing with is 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 so huge. True. And and so to transition into the next section is like toughest battles. And I was having a conversation with a friend about this the other day. Man, my toughest battle. Um, even still today, but it's like, it's not as strong. Man, I, in high school and stuff, especially, I dealt with like huge insecurities. Like I didn't, mm. man, like, again, I didn't care about that. Like there's a moment in time that I remember in my 11th grade year, I didn't do it, I didn't look in the mirror. Like did not look in the mirror. When I brushed my teeth and everything, I just walked out the bathroom, but I, I didn't look in the mirror just because I didn't like me. Mm. There was a, a long period of time where I just didn't care about myself and to the outside, I was still like Doug, like, you know, giving hugs, having a good time and everything. But man, inside I was rotten. I was mm-hmm. I was just dealing with all that stuff and and well, not even dealing with it, it was just there and it was just just dealing with it. Like you said, not putting neurosporin or anything on it, not going to the doctors to have surgery and get it like really looked at, but just like, oh, put this band-aid on this big gaping hole that's here. And and it's like it's like having a hole in yourself that's a real wound. And like saying like, one, I'm not a doctor, so I don't understand what's going on. Mm. So I'm not gonna go see somebody to ask somebody who's more knowledgeable about this for help. So I'm not gonna deal with that. I'm gonna just put this Band-Aid on it. This is cool. And let's just keep writing. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's been one of, one of the toughest battles uh, for me and just understanding that and everything. And so, and the, I know you touched on the depression and everything that you've gone through or anything else. What, if, what is one of like your toughest battles and maybe it's, it's still here today or is just, you know, just still one of your strongest ones that you feel has, has been a, a testament of your life? I would say dealing with my personas. Mm-hmm. Um, de- definitely dealing with my personas is my toughest battle. I have a hard time opening up. Mm. And, and, and that the reason being is because I've, I've been burnt before. Yeah. So, you know, I have some insecurities in letting people in. Mm-hmm. And, and I, when I say my persona, my persona, of course, we all know is those masks. Yeah. And the mask I wear is everything is okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny, you, you know the meme where the dog is sitting in a fire? Yeah. And got, got the coffee cup and then, you know, he says, this is fine. Mm-hmm. This is fine. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sitting in the fire and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> we can do this. Let's go. Yes. Fire. But deep down inside, I'm panicking. Yeah. I'm hurting. Mm-hmm. Deep down inside, I'm worried. Deep down inside, I'm I'm dealing with my depression. Yeah. Deep down inside, it's like I need someone to talk to for this. Yeah. You know, it's so easy for me to give advice and tell people, you know, the greatest battles that we have or the battles that we have with ourselves. Mm-hmm. But am I practicing what I preach? Yeah. So my toughest battle is sometimes dealing with my personas. My toughest battle is, is finding those avenues for me to open up. Mm-hmm. 
need to tell people I'm not okay. Yeah. It's okay to tell people that you're not okay. That's why I say find your dream team. Yeah. Find your dream team. You find that team. You find that people who are going to elevate you, not somebody who is going to like shut you down and be like, oh, man, pull your skirt down, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You know, people who always yeah. like try to like chastise you by showing emotion. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you wear your heart on your sleeve. Fred, stop being so emotional. I'm, a, I'm an Aries male. I'm sorry. <laughs> I wear my heart on my sleeve. It's okay. Yeah. But there are times where I put on, I, I put on for people. Yeah. And, and I wear my, my persona and I wear it proudly. Mm-hmm. So I, there is a battle with that. Yeah. Yeah, no, man. Um, I've, I've been going and, and doing my faith walk. I'm, I'm, and I think we, we talked about this a little bit uh, before, um, man, just really see, realizing all the hurt and everything that I've gone through in my life and how, um, like, you know, we say we build walls and stuff. Um, like, oh, like, you know, we build walls. And the thing is, when we're hurt as people, we're justified in the sense of building walls. Like, it makes sense. It logically makes sense. Like, okay, I'm gonna make sure this doesn't happen to me again. Uh, but it's foolish when you blockade everything. Um, it's like when people say, oh, you know, I was burnt one time by like a, a Scorpio, so I'm gonna never talk to a Scorpio again. You're, you're, cutting, you're cutting out a big chunk of what life could be because you never know. And so, um, and so to say that, one of the things I said, and I've been doing these Bible studies and stuff, and I realized these walls and I was like, man, I don't have walls, I built a fortress. Mm. Man, I literally built a fortress and was like a fortress of bitterness, of sorrow, of uh, self-reliance and all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? Ain't nobody getting in this thing. And if you get in this thing, then I really know what you're here for compared to like not having the fortress and and really being able to be like, okay, let, let me learn. Let me bump my head and all this stuff. Um, I'm And I think you're kind of like similar to this extent too. We're like in those moments where like, if I'm gonna bump my head, it's gonna be me and it's only gonna affect me. Like it's, it's not gonna hit nobody else. Like I'm gonna fall on the bullet. It's like on the, on the grenade and everything and just take care of myself. I'm not gonna let that spread to anybody else because I don't want anybody else saying that this is my fault. Right, and, exactly like that. And, and, that, and that becomes a dangerous thing. And, and that's one of, those, one of those battles. And then we fight those alone. Cause then we're like, yeah, we're gonna go take on the, 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 uh, the Spartan 300, but I'm gonna do it by myself. Like I ain't calling nobody. And you like, and then you lose it and you just like, okay, well, I'll just dust myself off and then like, I'll attack this another way, some, some other way. And don't get advice, don't get counsel or anything. And so, um, man, it's, 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 it's tough out here. And yeah, so, um, and, and one, of the, one of the dangerous things that we can fall into, especially in this new culture, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a bit older than you, uh, but it's in the sense of like really growing up, but I think you experienced this as well, growing up without social media. And so um, the dangerousness, and I heard this quote like a couple years ago, and I love it. I've put it in my office and stuff. Comparison is the thief of joy. Because when you compare yourself to other people, other things, all this stuff, it it robs the joy that you have in in your normal life. Because then you're like, oh, I don't have those shoes. I just have these shoes. I was just talking with my partner the other day on a podcast. On, a, on this podcast, um, and he was talking about how back in school he got the Hakeem Olajuwon shoes. Was super excited to have like a pro uh, pro athlete shoes and come to school, and the, the kids are making fun of him. Mm. And now it's like, oh man, because they got the Jordans and stuff. I don't have the Jordan, so the joy that he originally had when he got the Hakeem Olajuwon shoes is 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 gone now. Mm. And and I joke about this from the standpoint is. And people who travel and stuff uh, can understand this a little bit. Sometimes when you have an older car and you go travel and you get a rental car, you're like, oh, man, I can see myself in this car. I got the new bells and whistles and everything. And then you come back to your car and you're like, oh, like the other car was doing this. It robs that, that <laughs> real joy of, of what you originally have for your car. But your car gets you through your, 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 your nine to five, your, your everyday thing. You just had this little fling with this little car on the side. And now, now it's robbed the joy of what your, your normal stability is. And so uh, what has been, and just, or just uh, relay on your, your idea and stuff of the comparison um, is, is the thief of joy. 
Well, <laughs> it's so funny. I'm like, I'm probably like outdated myself. I'm probably putting my age out there, but I'm 36. So like, you ain't gotta say your age for it. He's younger than me. Yeah. I'm 36. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm 34. I just I just turned 34. Um, but you know, I, we grew up in the era where uh, Kmart kickers. Yeah. Yeah. Have y'all had a Gabriel's? No, nah, we, okay. nah, we haven't had Gabriel's. Well, but I've heard of the store. The, okay. You had you had Kmart's, right? Yeah, we had Kmart. Okay, so yeah, I I grew up in that era. I grew up in the Kmart era and the Kmart the K what is it the Kmart Kickers mm -hmm. era, um, where my mom would say, you know, I don't, I don't have Jordan money. Yeah, I, I don't have money for Jordans, mm -hmm. and um, that's where that because that's where everybody had every yeah. everybody had J's. Mm -hmm. Everybody had J's, and yeah, so I. <laughs> That the, the comparison is the thief of joy is definitely true because you feel as though it's like, dang, I want that. Mm -hmm. Like, why can't I have that? Or why me? Why do I have to be on this struggle bus, yeah. per se? Um, it, it eats away at you. Yeah. It eats away at you. And then, of course, those those negative thoughts will come into your mind. Like, mm -hmm. ha, he has that or she has that and you don't. Yeah. Um, but one thing that I've realized is you, you gotta, you gotta really like hone in on your goals. Mm -hmm. um, Cause when it comes to comparing yourself to others, if you really lock in on your goals, you need to use that as motivation. Mm -hmm. um, there were a time, there was a time where I would compare myself to my peers and it would really tear me down of the fact that they had what I didn't have. Yeah. Or he had the girl that I wanted. Mm -hmm. Or or he had the jewelry that I wanted. He had that necklace that I wanted. He mm -hmm. had those J's. I was like, oh my goodness. It's okay. Because you need to use that as the motivation. It's like if you want that, you need to do whatever it takes in order for you to get that. Mm -hmm. And being really soaking up and being in your feelings and feeling down upon yourself or feeling down or of your feeling down feeling down on yourself it is is literally gonna hinder you from accomplishing those goals that you have in mind. Yeah. Don't line yourself up with an unrealistic target at that point in time. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, you line yourself up knowing what, what your goals are, knowing that if you want to get there, see, seeing that somebody else has got there has made it tangible. Yeah. So you use that as fuel and motivation for you to get there. Because, yeah, believe me, if you sit and you, you just literally sit and you compare yourself to others. It's a dangerous yeah, place. It's a dangerous place. It's a, it's a truly a dangerous place and you're going to do nothing to beat yourself up over it yeah you're gonna you're gonna fall into this whirlwind and one of the things that i believe in um wholeheartedly and like you touched on it earlier like you know a loss ain't a loss it's a lesson the, the famous jay-z line mm -hmm. um but it's also sitting in that dark for a little bit to get something out of it and like this is a, a lesson i had to learn because i'm a super optimistic person mm. and and i had this mode of like if something bad would come, I just hit that switch of optimism. Don't even think about it. Don't worry about it. Like something good is going to come, but there's a lesson to be learned in, in what I tried to say in a sense is the darkness, because there's a reason that stuff happened. There's a reason I'm here. And so it's, it's, it's trying to stay there for a little bit and just grab something and then hop out and then like get that, get that Kickstarter um, to get you going forward. Right. Um, to, to, to really understand like what that was, because if you don't recognize it, it can hit you again. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I say about life is life really doesn't change. The battles just come in different ways. Once you, once you start elevating, once you go to a different level, it, the, 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 the battles don't change at all. They just come at you different now. So, so it's really in, in that sense of like, okay, now how am I going to, how am I going to fortify myself? Um, for this, um, the Jordan documentary is going on right now. So he was getting beat up by the Pistons and all that stuff. And then he had to mm -hmm. go weight train and all this stuff and use that as a way to propel himself for the, for the battle. Cause he knew it was coming again. They're right. going to come at him different, but how, how do I do about it now? 
And as me and you have been, uh, you know, formerly playing sports, one of the things we don't do in our normal lives, a lot of people don't understand. Um, and this is why I love sports, because there's so much trans transferability with sports to real life that a lot of people don't understand. Mm -hmm. When we were athletes, we watched film. We watched film to get better on the field. But we also, in real life, need to be able to watch ourselves. Now, this is the same, record yourself 24-7, but you really need to journal, record yourself journaling, something, so you can know what's going on with you, so then you can prepare yourself for a mode better going right. forward. You got to watch film on yourself in some way, shape, and form. Any, any thoughts on that? No, I, I agree with you. Um, one thing that when I first started speaking seven years ago, I never recorded myself. Mm -hmm. And everybody always said, Fred, like, why don't you record yourself? Like, you can be able to watch yourself, see where you made your mistake, and capitalize on that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, you know what? I got to take it back to football days. I do. I got I to gotta watch I gotta watch myself. Yeah. The one thing I hate, I really hate hearing myself. I do. Oh my gosh. I'm like, why do I sound like this? But it, it literally it makes me better. It, yeah. It's that it's that repetition of mm -hmm. you know consistently watching that film, watching me, and learning from it. Yeah. And so there are times where I'll go back. So when I talk about my past and I talk about my depression, it's not for me to just say, oh, feel sorry for me. I'm yeah. a depressed mm -hmm. individual. No, it's for me to go back in order for, you know, me to make myself better. Yeah. You know, it's like the Sankofa bird, mm -hmm. like the Sankofa bird where, you know, the Sankofa bird goes back to, back to their past yeah. in order for a better future. Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. I go back and I, I replay that dark time yeah. because I know that, this light is right in front of me. Because mm -hmm. I know that that's gonna push me forward and forward and forward. Yeah. And that's gonna help me come up with different things saying, you know, it, you're getting pushed back far enough and your back is against the wall. Mm -hmm. The only direction you can go is forward. Yeah, man, so no, my, no, no. Oh, no, go ahead. No, no, that footage is real because I've been, um, I'm 10 deep, 10 episodes deep on the Dig and Doug podcast now, and I, and I edit and do everything myself. So having to go back and listen, one, I record them, then I go back and edit them and everything. So I've gotten, I used to not like my voice at all. Now I've gotten comfortable with my voice and think I have a dope ass voice. Um, <laughs> and, and, and so now, like, but now going through it and like why, listening to myself, I'm like, okay, I pick up on different little things and I'm like, okay, okay, this is how we're gonna get better. This right. is how we just improve. And, and it's, it's so drastic in that because we, we started this off, this episode is, you know, the ultimate battle, me versus me. You can only critique yourself against yourself. You can't say, oh, let me go, I, I do podcasts, let's say, well, I do podcasts, and then go listen to somebody else's podcast and be like, oh, like that sucks. I can get, I can get an idea from them, right. but it's not going to be the proper cr critique where I can do what I can do for the betterment of me that I can that can only come from me listening to myself is, is the very drastic nature like like yourself like I do I do speaking here and there do presentations and watching back and going and watching that film is 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 work it's, it's definitely that work and that's the only way that you can grow and learn I do presentation I record them and and watch them back or get other people feedback and stuff only on, on that on that 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 reflection of myself and I remember talking to a friend um, late last year or earlier this year. And she was talking about how on, on social media, she posts a lot of pictures of herself. Um, and I was like, and we were just having a conversation about self. And she said, I post all these pictures. Some people are going to be like, oh, like you're, you're vain and all this stuff. But she said, me posting all these pictures is me finally being comfortable with myself and who I am. Mm, and And yes. so many people don't understand that and that's actually a, a podcast episode coming because I thought about it this morning. But people are going through so many battles and, and beauty and self-identity and all that stuff is one of the hardest ones because that's what people see first. And so for her, it's been a battle of, hell yeah, I'm dope, I'm fly, I look good, and I'm going to post this. Because right. this isn't for you, this is for me. And it's, it's really that that envelopment and it goes back to that comparison because some people are going to see your picture and be like oh she thinks she did she did she the shit 
and don't like she just all uh, top of the world but it's like you don't know that story mm-hmm. and and that's why they always say the old cliche is a picture's worth a thousand words because you don't know what's behind that picture and 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 it's and it's so powerful it's so in a in a ability to grow and she really challenged herself in that and and, and grow and so what are some of the the challenges right now that you are taking on in yourself and we're in this quarantine time and everything and like you're growing what what are things that you're really trying to uh pull from all those lessons of the past and and the battle the constant battle of me versus me and now you're like we about to charge forward with this mm. i would say honing in on my purpose mm-hmm. um you know really discovering my why yeah there's times where you know i would sit and i would reflect everything that i've been through and the reason why I've been through those things mm-hmm. is so that I can talk about it. Yeah. One thing that really lightens up my heart is when I get done speaking, someone comes to me and say, you know, Fred, you were talking to me. Mm-hmm. I, I deal with this. I battle with that. So, you know, I think that's one thing that really, really just like, tells me I'm doing the right thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm doing the right thing because not only am I just like enlightening young leaders, mm-hmm. but whatever they take, they're going to pass it on to somebody else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, Tup- like Tupac said, you know, I, I guarantee I'm probably, I'm not the one who's going to change the world, but I guarantee that I will spark the brain in mm-hmm. someone who will change the world. Yeah. Like that's that's how I go um, when it comes to that. Like everybody's battling with something. Everyone mm-hmm. has those challenges. And like, so during this, you know, quarantine, it is really something that um, I'm really discovering. I'm doing a lot of self-discovery mm-hmm. and I'm doing a lot of meditating. I'm doing mm-hmm. a lot of meditating and I'm really, you know, figuring out what were those challenges in my life that really sharpened my thinking that 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 sharpened my thought process and what were those challenges and why did those challenges happen and what I learned from them Mm -hmm. so that's the one thing that I would say like is really like focusing on my purpose yeah and I'm reading more Mm -hmm. I'm writing more nice I'm doing a lot of things that a lot of distractions, a lot of things would be able to distract me from mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Yeah, no, man, that, that's that's huge. I've been I've been doing the same in that in that level of, of writing, of doing podcasts. Man, I got recorded podcast yesterday, doing two today, doing one Monday. Hey, like I'm, 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 let's I'm, go. I'm, I'm on it. And so really trying to get in, in that mode and um the challenges I'm really trying to take on is the the challenge of future dub and 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 what that really means and looking back so when i can look back and be like man that quarantine time we really built some stuff out of it right and it's really because i i keep saying this to to the core of me i i don't want to come out of this going back into the new normal of what life is and have a conversation with people and be like yeah i just watched this show this show this show and this show um it's cool to do that, but like you were saying earlier, what are what are you taking in and how is it producing something out of you to, to be produced? Right. Because our intake, what are what are we taking in? It's is what we watch, what we listen, um, what what are we really gonna develop um out of this? And so um writing and, and working on a book, um, working on some 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 other stuff that I that I won't touch on right now, um, trying to build my professional brand in the sense of uh, professionalism and stuff for other folks is is definitely something that I'm I'm really cultivating right now. It's, it's mm. gardening. It's really gardening and planting seeds and watering them and doing all that stuff right now and reaching out to people and connecting because that's huge as well. Um, like you said, we don't always have those avenues and those spaces where we can say, you know, I'm not good. I, I did a uh, Instagram post a couple weeks ago just Putting like like yourself, I'm, I put, I wear my heart on my sleeve, and I was like, "This is what I'm going through. This is what I've been feeling," and 
<clears throat> a friend reached out and she was like, uh, are you okay? And I was like, honestly, no. Mm. And like, there's so much power. We think it's so much powerful in the sense of when we can say we're good when we're not good, but it's way more power to say we're not good when we're not good. And being able to create that space and allow that space and everybody can't always hold that, but you being able to put it out there makes it more real. Right, right. Like I always say, you know, in the midst of the storm, you find shelter. Mm -hmm. But if you can't find shelter, you find an accountability team or a partner yeah. who's going to hold the umbrella for you until the storm passes. Mm. So with that being said, it's okay for you to say, I'm not okay. Yeah. Because that person who you talk to can literally help you get you through. Mm -hmm. No, man, it's, 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 it's so powerful. And we, we have it so flipped in, in our society where we think showing affection and showing and I'm not even going to call it weakness. Showing natural human mm -hmm. things is a weakness. And, and especially as men and especially as black men and in, and in the heightened culture of what we are living in in this country of the United States, um, it's, it's so rough to deal with all of that and be like, nah, I'm not good. And, and, then one, and then, but also giving the space to like not have to want to explain everything that you're going through and just like, I'm not cool. This is what it is. And I try to advise the students that I work with or anybody, when you're talking to somebody, and this is what I learned in grad school, go into a conversation telling somebody, like, look, I'm going to share a lot of stuff with you right now. I don't really need any feedback or anything, but I just need to release this right now. Mm. Um, and being able to really enter that, that, that contract, and I like to call them, like, uh, emotion contracts, and just be able to say, I'm going to just tell you this stuff. I don't know if you, you don't have to do anything with this because so many people want to fix something so, so many times. But it's like right. sometimes people just need to release stuff. And it's like, let me just tell you this and I don't need anything from you. Right. And so funny that you said that because I would tell my students that all the time. Um, I would have uh, real talk shops. Mm -hmm. And during those real talk shops, I would say like, hey, if you need me, just say Fred. Right now, don't talk. Just yeah. hear me out. Mm -hmm. Like Fred, shh. I, what you're saying, you're born at the right time. Yes, that's all good. That's all fine and dandy. I know that I'm born at the right time, but I need to vent. So yeah. just hear me out. And I, mm -hmm. and I tell him, I said, like, that's, I'm here. Yeah. I am a listening ear. Even mm -hmm. if you need to vent, I'm here for you. Yeah. It's like in small moments I have with people, like, and this is always, and this, I hope people can practice this. Um, not because I think it's, well, I think it's amazing, but not just because it came from me. Like you sit down and you talk with somebody and the, the typical thing is like you ask somebody how they're doing. They're like, oh, okay, I'm good. Like I could complain, but I forget how the notion goes. But like I, like, I won't. But I'm like, there's, there's one thing to complain, but there's another thing to express yourself. Mm -hmm. just, just because, but we've gotten so comfortable, going back to the comfortable thing, we've gotten so comfortable in the sense of like something's going on with me. I'm ticked about something. Something's wrong, but I'm not going to say something because I just... I don't want to live in that light and it's okay and everything's peaches and cream are when the people reply with, Oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. Like, <laughs> but you still going through stuff. Like right. I, I know you're going through something and not right. to say that I know what it is, but we're all going through something. We're all being tackled by something. We're all being attacked by something. And nine times out of 10 is, is me versus me. And, and we don't want to admit to that and be like, you know what? I had the craziest thought yesterday. Like, okay, talk about it. <laughs> so but being, able, but being able to have that space and it throws people off sometimes when I say that to them because they're like oh okay Doug like, and then they'll go into it or they don't touch it but being able to even allow that space is, is the huge part because we again we get so caught up in okay I'm good like my car is waxed like look at it but you can have that wax car and the car be tore up on the inside the engine's messed up you low on gas and all that stuff but your car is waxed and it looks good right and and I think you know, just to kind of like touch back on the point that, you know, you had said um, about, I'm trying to think where, where, to go back to where, you know, you had talked about where, you know, people had like this insecurity of, yes. of trusting others. And it, in a sense, like we kind of grew up in a culture where we were taught to kind of prey on it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we we were taught to no, don't 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 talk about that because yeah. you talk about that, you you don't believe you, in you God. Get burnt. Right. Yeah. yeah. You you know you 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 no people people will judge you. Don't mm-hmm. don't talk about that. So you keep that to yourself. Yeah. And in 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 a sense, it's just like you got you got to let that out. Man. You got to yeah. let that out. You got to talk about that. You know, you got to you because we're like soda canes. Mm-hmm. You know. <laughs> the more and more you shake and shake and shake just the littlest thing that is going to open up going to explode yeah man this this man and i and i've been there i've i've had my explode moments and they've come out to physical altercations like with my one of my brothers and and mm-hmm. all of that stuff and like man i'm just like i look back at it i'm like man i was really going through some stuff um so hopefully you know you don't have to get there and and it's and it's a rough and it's really looking back at what did all that stuff mean like Fred touched on earlier like you touched on earlier what does all of that mean and what is it leading me to and so you touched on purpose and I and I want to get on that um man f- so many people in this life like we're working we're doing things and all of us I, I believe I truly believe all of us are called to do something unfortunately yes. we all don't get to reach our calling fully to the, to the full capacity and one of my biggest scares in life is not reaching my fullest potential. It's, it's one of the things that that just drive me, that leads my fire. And I have so many people who believe in me and I'm like, man, that, then their fire sparks my fire. And I'm like, I, I gotta get this thing going. Like I gotta, mm. I gotta do stuff. And so um, I feel, and I, I, I just know testament to God and everything in the universe, I've been put on this planet to connect people. And in so many different ways, if that's me speaking, if it if it's if it's doing this podcast, if it's doing something in writing, if it's just a small conversation, but it's usually through our audio aspect. And and I and I know it was a calling because I started off my educational career would be a video game designer. I was like, I would be in an office, wow. you know, sitting behind a desk, creating these fictional characters, working on Madden. Like that was like my goals. And to sit in class one day and all of that inspiration and passion that I had to leave me and I knew mm. nothing to do with it. But at that time I was working on a college campus at my community college at DVC, shout out DVC. Um, and knowing that I was a peer advisor working in the EOPS program and just knowing that, like how I like working with people and, and being able to help them and hear them. And I was like, man, this is what I love to do. And then I look back on my life where from like middle school and high school, I was almost a counselor to people and didn't even know it. People coming to me at that, for advice, mm. And I'm just observing. I've always been an observant person. I worked at jobs and people would come and tell me about their, their problems and stuff at home. And then I listen or I may give them some advice. And I'm like, I don't really know much about that. Never been married and all this stuff. But, you know, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm hearing. And then just being able to see how I could meet somebody. Let's say I meet somebody in 2018. And then we meet for, I always say that I meet somebody for a purpose. I really believe in that. And then two years later, I meet a student or somebody else who needs to be connected to that person. And then boom. And I just introduce them and then I walk off because it's like it's no longer for the purpose of me to be in that. But um, man, purpose is so huge. And, and so just talk about your sense of purpose, what purpose means to you, how does purpose look like for you? Um, yeah. Purpose is extremely important to me because it's my every reason why I do what I do. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, just to kind of just go back, I had no idea like how you, you know, touched on your story and you know how you had no idea that you were going to be in higher ed. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that I would be helping people. Yeah. I have a purpose in the helping profession. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be higher ed or anything, or you know, doing my own thing, um, I, I definitely know that that is my true purpose. Because going back from earlier when we talked about those dark times, mm-hmm. and we talked about my fear of rejection, yeah. and we talked and we talked about how, like you know, I was I was a people person. Mm-hmm. I was I was someone who was happy making others happy. Yeah. And I definitely feel as though that my purpose in life was to truly be an asset in someone's life for that period of time. Because again, you know, sometimes relationships are seasonal. So, you know, during that season, I served the purpose to literally be an asset 
in that person's life. Mm. And, and with that, is it always, it, it, yours was high school. You mentioned, you know, you were in high school when you were, when people were coming up to you and advice for mm. advice. Mine's started in college, okay. um, freshman year. I was, I was always putting quotes on my dry erase board mm. all the time. And I, to be honest with you, anytime I post a, a motivational quote or something, like I call them jewel alerts now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, anytime I post a jewel alert, that's motivation for me. Yeah. That's a quote that resonated within me. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, something that I felt was like, whoa, that motivated me. So I know it motivates somebody else. Yeah. So my freshman year, I always posted these quotes. When people started taking notice to them. Mm-hmm. And then people will come to me and just say, like, you know, that quote that you put on your door, like that really resonated with me because I'm going through this. Or that quote that you put on your door, I really felt that because yeah. I'm going through this right now. Mm-hmm. I woke up this morning and what you put on your door lets me know that today is going to be a good day. Yeah. You know, I, I woke up this morning just not knowing what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Not, you know, you know, you say you woke up on the wrong side of the yeah. day. Mm-hmm. So like they woke up angry. They woke up yeah. pissed off. They woke mm-hmm. up mad because they got to wake up and go to class, yeah. you know, whatever the reason or whatever the case may be, they, they say what you put on your door really made me feel better. So yeah. with that being said, ever since then, I always knew that whatever I do in life, I'm going to add value to someone else's life. Mm-hmm. And really speaking didn't really come to me until grad school. Because okay. um, of course in grad school, you know, you're bombarded with a lot of like group work and presentations. Mm-hmm. And doing these presentations, like I'm talking to my class and I'm seeing how like they're really like into what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And they're shaking their heads and you know, it's to the point that where even when I get done, they're like they're still standing up there looking at me <laughs> and oh wait, you're done? Wait, there there's no more? You don't got more? You know, and so that was that moment where I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I I have a purpose to speak. So adding value to someone's life and then talking about my experience mm-hmm. in order to help someone else. Yeah. Man, this is it's, it's huge, it's powerful. Um, I mean, I've I've gotten the pleasure to be to hear some of those jewel alerts, to hear you speak. Um thank you. It's 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 great. It gets me every time. I'm just like, let's go. Like ready to, you know, as they say in football, run through that wall. Yes, um, sir. So so <laughs> so man, just definitely um appreciate it. So um New segment to the Dig on Doug podcast. Uh, what you digging on, Fred? Uh, what, what are you currently digging on right now, man? Self-improvement. Mm-hmm. I'm digging on self-improvement. I am digging on growing and enhancing my brand. And when it comes to my brand, I'm talking about Fred. Because mm-hmm. each of us, like I tell people all the time, say your name. And they say their <laughs> name. And that name that we said is Google. That name that we said is Apple. That mm-hmm. name that we said is McDonald's. You know, like I'm a brand. Yeah. I'm just as valuable as Walmart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so what I am digging on right now, self-improvement and growing my brand. Nice, man. As, as Jay-Z said, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business, business man. man. <laughs> always, always love that line, man. What I'm honestly, what I'm digging on right now is I was listening to, uh, Talib Kali's podcast this morning, uh, the People okay. Party, and he had Rhapsody on there. And man, right now I'm really like really into the the female artist music movement and everything. And not saying that it's a movement, but I just love mm. the energy of like the the variety of women music who's out there. I just found out about uh, Mulatto uh, from uh, I think she's from like the Atlanta area. I think she's from the South. Okay. Um, new artist and then uh, Megan Thee Stallion I just love her energy and how she just like walk into the room walk into the video set and like just kill stuff and she can spit uh, Rhapsody uh, just a handful of like just these new uh, women artists that I'm really really uh, digging right now so um, the idea I came to myself today is really 
putting time aside to listen to music again and just mm. just the music like not have anything else and just really listen to music because i love music because just like we were talking about this me versus me a lot of the artists are talking about that themselves like the environments that they were from and everything that they went through and so it's it's so powerful um to hear that from a powerful woman's perspective because so many times the society tries to put women in a box and have them be this thing and this is the only way we look at you but for them to have ownership of themselves and put it out there however they want to mm. um that's why i love stuff like that like I, I like cardi b and stuff just because they're their authentic self and they speak for a group of people that are in that nature um you, the terminology is out there sophista ratchet so because i believe you can be both both things can happen you right. can be a thug and be intellectual and kind like both of those things can be one thing but so many times in in life we want to put people in one category because it's easier for our brains to to take it in that nature right um, exactly and so and so that's what that's what i'm i'm really digging on right now and everything and so um fred I, i'm super 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 excited to, to have you on man thank you you, man. Uh, you you hit them with the stuff today um if somebody's interested in connecting with you um and and hearing some of your stuff and and maybe getting to know you and maybe somebody wants to reach out be like i want you to be my mentor uh from uh pa all the way to ca i just realized that like you mm. and pa i'm in ca so we we own the other ends um but how could they reach out to you and connect with you man definitely but before i say that i would mm -hmm. i want to add um back to my my, my self-development and my self-growth yeah. um two books that i'm reading right now okay the the one book is 50 cents hustle smarter hustle mm -hmm. harder oh my goodness you will really dig deep into a lot of his unorthodox methods mm -hmm. and how he literally plays everything like it's a business mm -hmm. great book and another book that i'm reading is uh pastor michael todd's from transformation church mm -hmm. his book that just was released called relationship goals now um, you can be in a relationship with a significant other, you can be married, but it's, it's, it's deeper than that. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you have a relationship with anybody, whether it's a best friend or a sibling, it really teaches you um, how to truly have that relationship with that individual mm -hmm. and you know how to ignore the noise of the culture mm -hmm. and listen to God's whisper. So it, those two books are really, really deep. But, Man, he he is moving because you like the third person I know that's like currently reading that book. Oh man, yeah, it's it's good. It's really really good. Um, like it, <laughs> I couldn't put it down. You know, like there was one. There was I, I started reading chapter one, and I just kept going from there. And mm -hmm. by the time we finish this podcast, I'm gonna pick it back up and finish reading. So oh, okay. it's it's really really good, and he's really really good. I mean, I'm a true fan of his sermons. Um, okay. The brother, I tell you, I call him like this generation's T.D. Jakes, but he's in his own element because we're not comparing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> no comparison. Exactly, no comparison. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. in his own element. But um, just to kind of answer your question, follow me on Instagram. <laughs> it's <laughs> at Fred underscore Hodges underscore. And Hodges is H-O-D-G-E-S. Fred underscore Hodges underscore. Um, I'm on Facebook, Fred Hodges. I'm not on Twitter, but I need to get a Twitter. I keep telling myself that I'm that I need to start getting a Twitter, because if I get a Twitter, that's going to just help me with just consistently posting more and more jewelers. The brand, the brand, yes, sir. All about the brand, man. And and I'll tag him on the post when I when I do this episode on Instagram and everything. So that'd be a place to look for him as well, man. Um, again, Fred, man, brother, love you, appreciate you. Anymore. thank you for coming through um you know this ain't the last time just the first time um so any parting words you want to hit them with one last you got a jewel alert or something you want to hit them with if not it's okay i ain't gonna put you in that box to do it you want me to do the legacy poem hey go for it ah all right someone once asked me hey fred how can i leave a legacy so that everybody can remember me and this is what i said i said you see if nobody believes in you, you must believe in yourself. And destiny in you is the enable of self wealth. Hey, at times, Fred Hodges can be in a class all by himself. Greatness is a lot of small things put together. So you make sure that those little things is going to make you better. 
You see, for me, I'm on a mission every day, and I know I have him above to remind me everything is okay. I have developed my passion in the game called life. People have been for me. People have been against me. I have been stabbed in the times it was those I thought were friends, the ones holding the knife. I created my story. Some trying to tarnish my name. However, I did not allow that to destroy me. Yeah, I've been depressed. Yeah, I've been oppressed. I've been shattered, broken, and mentally beaten. However, my journey defined me, and I did not allow that to defeat me. So I told the young man, that's it. You be the narrator of your story. You live life every day as if you dream for the world to know your glory. But keep this in mind. Adversity defines identity. Don't quit because it's up to you to turn your test into a testimony. Every day creates a new opportunity to soar. Because opportunity does not knock, it's up to you to build that door. I don't think you heard me. I said every day creates a new opportunity to soar. But if opportunity does not knock, it's up to you to build that door. Embrace faith. Know that if it doesn't come right away, it will come on the right day. Know that fear kills dreams. Fear kills hope. Do not allow negative emotions to stop you from climbing that rope. That rope towards your dreams, towards your goals, towards your accomplishments. Do not allow your name to be placed on the list of the weekend accomplishments. Find your passion. Create your mission. Live life with that tunnel vision. I promise you, at the end, you will go. And you'll appreciate it because success is handed out like a box of tissue. All you have is a common cold. So the young man looked at me feeling inspired. He said, today is a new day because I have a new fire. He said, I thank you. Now I feel less stressed and I wake up every day with another step closer to success. <laughs> fire, 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 fire. Again, my brother, thank you so much. Well, All love. Appreciate it. So the listeners, hope you got something from this. And until next time, y'all. Peace out. This has been another episode of Dig Undug. I really hope you got something out of this. And if you did, go ahead and make sure you hit that subscribe button and leave a comment below. I want to hear from you. Also, you can reach me on Instagram at digundug or email me at digundug at gmail.com. Share this with your family, friends, co-workers, and your squad. I look forward to your comments. And with that, keep digging, y'all. Peace out. <laughs>